Welcome to the Top Floor Podcast, presented by Appfolio. I'm your host, Megan Eels Monroe. Each month, we dig deep with real estate leaders and changemakers to uncover innovative solutions for today's complex property management, community association management, and real estate investment challenges. There has never been a more complicated time to be a property management or real estate leader. The shape of the American workforce has changed drastically over the last few years, and it continues to shift every day. With these constant shifts come new challenges that every company, regardless of portfolio size or property type, has had to work through. In fact, these challenges are so widespread that our 2022 Property Management Industry Pulse revealed that HR, staffing, and recruitment are among industry leaders' top concerns, especially when it comes to attracting new team members, reducing staff turnover, and improving company culture. To help guide leaders through these specific workforce challenges, Appfolio recently led a town hall-style panel session at the National Multifamily Housing Council's 2022 Optech Conference and Expo. The Optech session was specifically designed to cover the new rules for leading and managing the next generation of property management talent. As part of that session, Appfolio interviewed five early career and emerging property management and real estate leaders to hear firsthand what they look for when choosing an organization to work for, what kind of company culture attracts and keeps them engaged, and what they expect from leaders today. On our episode, We'll hear from two of those up-and-coming property management and real estate leaders to help you identify the leadership and talent management strategies that will guide your organization and team to success. Before we dive in, let's meet our guests for today, Kira and Rohit. Kira Gepford, um, I'm 21. Um, The title I guess would be intern slash assistant property manager at the moment. Um, And the organization, I would say my school, Portland State University. My name is Rohit Singh Johan. I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm currently a graduate student at, uh, at the MIT Center for Real Estate. As you can hear from their intros, both Kira and Rohit are part of the next generation of property management. During our interviews with them, we discussed three key areas that are essential to solving today's HR, staffing, and recruitment issues. One, how can property management and real estate leaders better market job openings to attract today's top talent? Two, how can teams retain and engage their top talent? Three, how can today's leaders provide what the next generation needs to grow in their careers and ultimately become leaders themselves? Let's hear what Kira and Rohit had to say. First, let's begin with part one of our conversation today, which is how property management and real estate leaders can better market job openings to attract today's top talent. To start us off, we asked our emerging leaders what exactly attracts them to a job posting or a company in the first place. When looking at a job opening, what catches their eye? Of course, there's a factor of my familiarity with the company and um, the kind of role it is. So if that's a factor, of course, that's one of the main things I would look at. Location and salary. Now, not all job postings have salary description up front, which is okay. 
Uh, but if it's mentioned, that's another major thing for me. Location, definitely. Uh, so uh, what another thing that I, I really look into is like a very thorough description of uh, responsibilities. It just says something about the company if they're really being really upfront and thorough about these things. Uh, and uh, one last thing is like I like a good web presence, like a good uh, a proper website, a good number of following on LinkedIn that just shows that the company has put in the effort to be. And in this day and age, you need to be. On Although Rohit's expectations are fairly standard, it's clear that much of the information he needs to make his decision isn't being provided in most job descriptions today. At a minimum, job descriptions should be crystal clear and concise. Although it can be tempting to get creative, the clearer the job description, the better. That's because potential candidates want to know exactly what their roles and responsibilities will look like on a day-to-day basis and what will be expected of them. They also want to know at least a general pay range to help them better determine if that role is the right fit. Only once those job description basics are nailed down should descriptions be expanded in order to move to the next level of information candidates need, as outlined by Kira. What would catch my eye is the description and the scope of work. If the work checks all of the boxes and it's something that I'm knowledgeable in, but also something that could potentially challenge me, I'm a lot more interested than in something that isn't going to challenge me at all or something that I'm like, I know all of this and my job is just going to be boring by the end of this year. I think that's what would mainly catch my eye is if there's, if I'm knowledgeable in it and there's a challenge. Since I've worked in this internship that I have and now that I'm like an assistant property manager, Um, every day I think there's a new challenge that I have to endure. And at first it was just like, you're going to be taking over these properties. So I had a lot of questions and that was really challenging. Instead of just advertising available jobs, property management companies need to position openings as part of a desirable career path, even with entry-level or part-time roles. That means descriptions need to give some indication of what upward momentum within the organization could look like. It also means showing them that property management and the real estate industry can be rewarding, fulfilling, and challenging career paths in all the ways they're looking for. In other words, we have to infuse roles with purpose and meaning and market them that way. Because early career workers don't just want to take any job. They're thinking about how their short-term steps can take them to their long-term goals. I do look at property management as a long-term job um, just because real estate has been my dream job since I could remember. Um, And property management is just one part of the bigger aspect of um, real estate. I don't know if I want to be a property manager for the rest of my life. I'm really interested in real estate development. um, And I would honestly love to be able to look into that and, you know, really get a grasp concept around development in real estate. But property management is such a big part of real estate that it just genuinely just really excites me for the whole career well, of course, it uh, depends on person to person. But for me, it's, I have a certain short-term and long-term goals that I'm thinking about that drives everything, basically. But uh, so whether I'm looking for 
career growth in my current role or uh, whether I have a more prominent uh, a position with a more prominent company is available. Like I will weigh that against my career goals. While it's important to show the bigger picture of how your potential candidates could evolve and grow within your organization, don't go overboard or over-exaggerate roles, responsibilities, and opportunities either. If something sounds too good to be true to potential team members, especially ones who may have been burned by bait-and-switch job descriptions before, they'll be far less likely to trust you enough to apply. A job description that would be too good to be true would be a job with amazing pay, but with very low experience in the field. I think that would be too good to be true. Yeah, so kind of the opposite of what I said earlier. If the job description is vague, it leaves a lot of, up in the air. That's not a great sign. Uh, as I mentioned, don't uh, most uh, posts don't mention salaries, but if there is a salary mention, if it's like way too high with a couple with a vague description, that's like a red flag. Also, when it comes to attracting top talent, it's always a good idea to have a testimonial or two from current employees. Or ideally, having a volunteer employee you can tap into who would be happy to talk to applicants about their current experience with your company. As Rohit notes, your own employees can act as your brand ambassadors and help bring in even more of the top talent you want to attract. So the main thing that I would do for every role I would be interested in is to talk to people I know. If I can find somebody in my circle who's there, that's the best thing because they can give me a very transparent and honest opinion about the place. Uh, or maybe I'll reach out to some alums or somebody outside my main circle. Uh, what I'm trying to do is get a clear picture of the culture of the company and what the day-to-day -day working atmosphere is like. So that would be the main thing I'll, I do. If I can't find a lot of people who are in, in the company, if the web presence is not developed, if they're like, you know, 10 people in the LinkedIn uh, community, that kind of off-putting also. And, uh, well... After the description, as you talk to somebody, if it's like an over-eager hiring process, that's also a bit odd. All together, not one separate thing. Above all else, when it comes to marketing job openings that attract candidates, make sure your company's culture is clear and present at all times. As part of our interviews with Rohit and Kira, we asked them to pick the one area that's most important to them during the research and interview process. They were in complete agreement. I would pick culture because if I don't have a clear understanding of the culture at the workplace, then I don't know if it's a place where I'm going to be accepted and respected, and that could make for a really hard job. I would say that culture, in my mind, sort of encompasses, encompasses most of that stuff. So what I would be trying to know through my direct or indirect questions is more about the culture of the company. And I, as I, I think we talked previously about this, that I would talk to both the whoever I'm uh, interacting with for the opportunity, but also the employees and anybody in my circle, because I might get a more fair picture of what's actually the culture like at their organization. Attracting top talent is one thing, retaining it is another. In part two of our three-part conversation today with Kira and Rohit, we explored what property management and real estate leaders can do to keep talent engaged and happy in their current roles. What we discovered in our discussions is that seeing a purpose and finding meaning in their roles is far more important than we originally anticipated. But keep in mind, there is no one-size-fits-all solution here. Meaningful work 
means something different for everyone. And understanding what top talent sees as purposeful and meaningful work will be the key to retention. In Kira's case, it's clear that she finds work most meaningful when she's learning and growing as much as possible, especially when it comes to seeing how each individual department and person connects to the bigger property management and real estate picture. I've really had like an amazing experience already with real estate that I just want to be able to see like, and this is probably so like broad-minded, but I want to be able to see almost every single thing of real estate because I'm like literally that interested that it's like, I want to know more. I do really appreciate property management though. And I, it's, I'm just so grateful that being so young, I'm already allowed to see so much and be considered an assistant property manager for the team I'm working with. What excites me the most is how many opportunities there are in real estate or even property management. There's so many connections that you can make, which is really, really great for networking in this field. Um, And through that, then you get, you know, your amazing vendors that you can choose from. You understand how vendors work with your, with your team specifically. You grasp not only knowledge about like, say, how to take care of a commercial business, but you understand like outside world things too. You learn so much about HVAC. You learn so much about maintenance. You learn so much about vendors, landscaping. I mean, the list goes on. And that's what excites me is because when I say knowledge, I mean, you're getting this like grand scheme of everything. For Rohit, he's looking for an organization and team members that have as much passion and drive as he does. I aspire to work with companies who are strongly driven by uh, achieving a social or a sustainable uh, vision through their work. I think that's a big thing for me, for, for many people in my generation, right? We are looking for meaningful work. Passion and ambition is something I greatly value in people. Like if somebody... Is, is it an atmosphere that's very driven? That's probably the kind of atmosphere I want to be in. You know, you can learn skills, but you can't learn to uh, be passionate about your work, right? It has to be something meaningful. My reason for getting into the industry is housing. Uh, my father is also an architect, and I, I've been passionate about housing ever since I like, grew up and I was seeing his work. And uh, if we are doing justice by like making like an affordable home, mixed income housing project and you're doing justice by it. You're not just doing it for the numbers that will really encourage me to, uh, you know, uh, make the best of it. I've, I've also worked as an architect and I've worked on like 24, 27 hours on a stretch, but when it's something you're really passionate about, like solving a problem, you know, it's, it's okay. It, once in a while, it's perfectly okay to do that because you don't care about time at that point. You're just so driven by the work and that's what I'm seeking. In addition to providing an environment that helps top property management talent feel fulfilled, organizations need to create robust learning and development programs and cultivate a culture of upskilling. As mentioned before, even early career candidates are thinking about how their next best step affects their entire career path. However, training and upskilling aren't just about on-the-job skills or hard skills. 
Organizations and leaders also need to consider soft skills too. Here's Rohit again to explain. Right. Uh, so starting with the professional setting, I think uh, great managers and leaders that inspire you is the single most important thing that comes to mind. Like I have worked with great, great managers and they have the skills that you want to develop also and they guide you in that because they want to see you grow. And that's, that's the key thing, right? They want to see you grow. So that, uh, the inspiration that they can bring, uh, they, they could offer you or the company could offer you opportunities to lead bigger parts of the project as you uh, go along. So if they're trusting you to do more, that's, that's a good sign. And that is like uh, a guided uh, leadership role, mini role in your uh, day-to-day responsibilities, which is a great experience, right? Uh, the non-professional side of it would be if uh, I, you, know, you can have access to some development courses, Communication is a big thing. Presentation is a big thing that people struggle with, especially international students like me. Like, you know, we are not native English speakers, so that's a good thing. Uh, And of course, the the kind of programs that I am in right now. Lastly, when it comes to retaining top talent, offer flexible work environments whenever possible. Work styles and preferences are changing, and many have become accustomed to more flexible work environments, including remote or hybrid options. Because this new standard was put in place in 2020 and has continued through 2021 and 2022, not offering flexible work environment options may feel too restrictive for some. But flexibility isn't just limited to in-person or remote working options either. So like what draws me is the flexibility, uh, which is something that we'll talk about later, I think. Uh, Flexibility to approach my work in whatever manner I like. And fully remote, you know, after after a point like in the pandemic, like working fully remote for months at end, you sort of start losing efficiency. I think I'm I'm a fan of the hybrid environment. So I value that I, I see the value in meeting somebody and face to face for key meetings or discussions. But uh, depending on what you're doing at a particular day or time, like if you have a task that requires you to work alone, working uh, from remotely, you can maximize your time basically and you can have a lot more focus because conversely if you're in office every day sometimes what happens is that all you have is meetings every day that's not very productive but keep in mind that not everyone wants a remote or hybrid approach which is why it's important to explore and understand what flexibility looks like to your team members as kira mentioned she actually doesn't prefer remote work and feels that she does her best work when in person with others in person especially with property management, because if there is a property that needs eyes on site immediately, I'm already in person. I can go. Um, But I also think that being in person, I feel like I'm more ready for work because I'm in my office. I'm at my computer with my team rather than being at home at a desk with a blanket wrapped around me, you know? (laughs) So I think in person really is like, That's my thing. I think I learned more there. To round out our conversations with Rohit and Kira today, let's dive into part three, the new rules for managing top talent. In short, the new model of management is shifting from being a manager to a people leader. The key difference is that being a manager typically means managing tactical to-dos and the actual work that needs to be done. However, Being a people leader is more about leading by example 
and empowering your team members, which directly ties back to everything we've talked about today with improving company culture and attracting top talent. So what does being a people leader look like? And what exactly does the next generation expect from leadership? I would define a leader as someone who has the characteristics of empathy, respect, and is intelligent in their work. I think that a leader should be able to listen to the employees that may have questions, comments, or concerns. They should be respectful to the others around them, and they should be able to have high intelligence and knowledge in their work so they're able to help others when it's, when it's needed. My perfect boss is someone who's understanding, open to listening, and giving feedback, honest and transparent. I think that the leaders that I have been introduced to in this career in school and that I've had the privilege talking to has made me really excited for this career, and I appreciate the work that goes into real estate. So a leader would be someone who is, of course, very skilled, many interpersonal and uh, uh, professional skills, but is also a great uh, people manager. It's equal parts of boss and friend, I would say. So they are the person who drives the vision. They are the person you go to for your uh, for advice on, on professional or on your tasks. But they're also somebody who can know when to be flexible or trusting their employees uh, you know, when, for example, remote working is a big thing nowadays, and they sh- uh, if the employees feel trusted that, you know, I can do my job remotely, and I am tr- trusted to uh, do my work, I don't need to be monitored every, every time, all those things come together. And like, is that how that's the way how I would define a leader, basically. So I have been fortunate to have some great managers uh, who have guided me to where I'm right now. Uh, definitely someone who's skilled professionally, but also with great interpersonal skills, communication skills, somebody who is equal parts professional, but also informal and friendly when you need that. And by extension, uh, inculcates like a friendly culture in the team and not a competitive one. Uh, And I think somebody who is flexible and understanding when it's required, because not every employee has the same strengths and the same needs. While it's important to understand what an effective leader looks like to the next generation of property management talent, it's also equally important to understand what they don't want from a leader. An imperfect boss would be someone who pretends to listen to your problems, your your questions, doesn't give you back any kind of feedback, doesn't, um, doesn't take any kind of initiative with those problems and just dismisses everything that you say. I think that would be an imperfect boss because then I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like I want to go to work every day. I wouldn't feel like I'm invited to speak to my boss or have any kind of conversation. Right. Uh, well, the opposite of that, <laughs> but uh, another way to put it would be, uh, well, I guess if somebody's, monitoring what you're doing too closely that just feels like uh, they're not trusting you enough in their role which is not great uh if that or conversely if they're too disconnected from the team they are just maybe they have like a very big team or a big project all that hogs all their time that's also not great because then probably they're not connecting with the in- in employees at an individual level uh understanding what they uh, what the employees are looking for in their career uh, also right so i think those are two things that come to mind Being an effective people manager doesn't just help improve company culture, attract and retain top talent, 
and help team members feel more fulfilled in their roles. It also helps the next generation become leaders themselves. Setting the example now gives your top talent a path forward in their careers and sets the next generation of leaders up for success too. It is important for me. Uh, I aspire to be an entrepreneur someday, like way down the line. And that has been the trajectory of my career. So if I have a vision, I want to turn it into reality, then leadership is the skill that I really require the most. I, you know, I can always partner with people who are great at finance, great at design, but to bring it all together, you need to be a good leader. And I want to inspire them. I want to inspire my team to uh, achieve that. Uh, I want to transfer my, solve my passion and ambition for the work to them. So they are also motivated. Becoming a leader is really important to me because I want to be someone that people can look up to and find themselves after a conversation with more knowledge or a better understanding of something. Um, I'd like to be a person who's really able to help others along the way as much as I possibly can and lead a group in the right direction. Um, when I have more experience in this career, I would like to find myself more as a leader than someone as a follower. I think in order um, for me to have like the best support in becoming a successful leader is honestly learning as much as I possibly can from the leaders that I have already um, at the firm I'm working at, um, asking questions from them, getting their answers, retaining these answers, and just having the opportunity to speak to these leaders that I that I know and I'm able to talk to, that's honestly just the best way for me to be able to become a successful leader because I can watch it firsthand. The leaders that I work with right now, they're just caring, they're kind, they're supportive. If I have a question about anything because something is new to me that they've tasked me with, they're very, very, very open to just showing me the steps of how, we, of how to do this, 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 and moving me along the process to the point where I can do it by myself. And I think that if I do get the chance to become a leader in my future, that I want to do those exact same steps of showing the person who's interested in the career the steps it takes to get to the final step all throughout so they they know what they're doing they don't make mistakes but also doing it in the most respectful and kind way possible which these people are doing which is absolutely amazing while it's true that there's never been a more challenging time to be a leader there's also never been more opportunity than there is today to help shape and positively impact the next generation of property management and real estate talent to do so effectively will require shifts and how we all operate and lead. But now is the time to act and make these changes. We'd like to thank Kira and Rohit for providing their feedback and sharing their experiences to help industry leaders see exactly how organizations can make these changes. To recap our conversations with them today, here are a few takeaway points. First, market job openings thoughtfully to attract top talent. Second, you can retain top talent by helping them grow in their role and within your team, and by understanding what meaningful work means to them. And lastly, leverage new management models to help guide the next generation of property management and real estate leaders. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, 
Let us know by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'll see you here again next month as we continue our narrative journey with today's real estate leaders, decision makers, and change makers on the top floor. 